And we had read in our hearings verse 13 through 17. For emphasis sake, I shall read only verse 16 and 17. I want to thank our brothers who have already participated in our worship thus far. Those who have led us in prayer. In the scriptural reading, Brother Tony, appreciate you. Brother Marcus. Then, of course, we appreciate our worship leaders as they lead us uh, before the throne of God in praise. Amen. Amen. The Bible says in Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17, I beg of you to sincerely receive this word, church. Paul says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. There's a reason why Paul was able to say that he was not ashamed. Brother Spence, he's not saying that he wasn't ashamed just because it was the gospel of Christ. He's not saying he was ashamed because it represented the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. Paul is saying that he was not ashamed of it because he knew what it was because he had lived it. And he was able to defend it. He says, for it is the power of God unto salvation. What he was literally saying is that he did not apologize because he knows the worth, the value, and the purpose of the word of God. He says, to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also the Greek. Then he says, for therein, in what? In the gospel. Is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Whereas the NIV says, Tony, from beginning to end. He says, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. You may be seated in the presence of Almighty God. I want to continue this thought. I don't know if I'm going to finish today or not. Faith for our fears. Faith for our fears. Dear God, our Father, we now bow our heads humbly before your mighty throne of grace. I'm asking you now, Father, to use me as a vessel of honor. Give me preaching and teaching power that I might exalt only you, that the people of God in every heart here will hear your word and hear you being exalted today, that some lost soul be saved, that the soul will be edified, and the man of God will be encouraged. This is my prayer I ask in your holy son Jesus' name. Let us all say, Amen. All the glory belongs to you, all the glory belongs to you, O God. Brother Marcus Johnson has been doing an outstanding job in our Sunday school. And uh, I tell you, I'm almost sad to go back to my class. Uh, because he's been doing a great, great job talking about application, proper application of God's word, and I, I guess we've just been tag-teaming by the Spirit of God 
uh, because the messages that I have been trying to give you uh, from the beginning of this year is for us to do an inward look at ourselves so that we can truly understand what our purpose and our call is, that God will receive all the glory. Amen. Faith for our fears. Church, I want to suggest to you that life is too tough and it's too rough to live without faith. Let me say that again, because I must not be talking to Christians that's going through some struggles in this world. Maybe Brother Johnson, just maybe us, maybe we're the ones going through some trials. I, I, said, I said, life is too tough and it's too rough to live without faith. But, but here's what I want you to get today if you get nothing else. Tony, it cannot just be a faith. We must live, Sister Mama Marty, by an unshakable faith. Y'all hear what I'm saying? I'm just trying to keep it real this morning. Can I, I, I'm just going to go old school. I, I, I come to tell you that we must live not by a faith, but the faith, which is the unshakable faith. Faith has a vital role in the life of every child of God. I'm preaching already. Y'all just going to know it. I said faith, truly, Stephanie, has a vital, a very important, a very significant, a very primary role in the life of every child of God. Am I close to being right to be? Church, can I remind you of the historical record about faith? Because some of us are living as if we don't understand that it's viable, it's, it's, it's important that we have the faith of Almighty God. For the child of God, he walks by faith. Did you hear what I said? The child of God walks by faith. Romans chapter 4 and verse number 12. What does that mean? It's, it's indicative of the fact that he does not walk by sight. You see, the, the man of the world, the man of the flesh, walks by sight. What do you mean, Brother Miles? It is that inward fleshly man who sees through the lust of the eye and the pride of life that draws him to his destination and to his end. But the man of God who is filled with the Spirit of God does not move by his own fleshly desires, but he is called because he moves by faith. Not only do we walk by faith, but the Bible declares that the child of God, we live by faith. Is that in your Bible? Galatians chapter 2 and verse number 20. Paul says, for I am crucified with Christ. He says, but yet I live. Why do I live? Because of the Christ that's on the inside of me. Let me say that again. Paul said, I'm crucified. It sounds like an oxymoron. He says, I'm crucified. To be crucified means to be healed. But Paul said, but yet I live. Why do you live, Paul? How can you live when this world is forever tearing you down? When this world is forever crucifying you? Paul said, I'm living on a different life source. And my life source is my faith in Christ. I wish I had some help in here. Not only do the Christian walk by faith, not only do he live by faith, but Paul 
also declares that we stand by faith. Romans chapter 11 and verse number 20. It's like a, a, a holy root of a tree that's able to bear down around the rocks and hold steadfast. Paul says and he declares that because of that root, that tree might shake a little bit. That tree may bow a little bit. That tree may bend a little bit. But because of the standing faith, it will withstand. I'm not talking to anybody in here that's gone through some storms that have had the torrential winds of sin blow against your spiritual house. Has anybody had their spiritual house beat up by the wares and the worries and the cares of life? Your children have gotten off of your lap and have gotten on your last nerve. You got turmoil on your job. Your neighbors are not friendly. Your siblings treat you like they're not family. You're having marriages problems and you're having relationship problems. You have health situations, but you're still holding on. And the only reason that you're holding on is not because you got the right diet plan. It's not because you're doing the right exercises. It's not because you're taking the right pills. It's all because of what's on the inside of you as a child of God. And that's the faith of God. Not only do we walk, live, and stand, but Paul says, or John says, that it's by faith that we overcome the world. I wish I had some help in here. Am I talking to any warriors in here? He says, by faith that we have overcome the world. First John chapter 5, verse 4 and 5. It, because of every trial that come, we're able to overcome every test that come. We're able to overcome every trial or tribulation that come. We're able to overcome. What do you mean, Paul? John, he says, that when we have the faith of God, it does not matter what the devil puts in front of us. He might put some stumbling blocks in your way, but because you are an overcomer, God gives you the ability to turn that stumbling block into a stepping stone which elevates you high. I wish I had some help. Which elevates you higher. It's just like putting a block in the middle of a runner. He has the power to stretch out and take the hurdle every time. Why? Because he has something on the inside. And a child of God is an overcomer because they're empowered by the Spirit of God through the faith of God. Not only that, but then we're able to resist the devil by faith. Don't you get beside yourself and think you all of that in a bag of chips. Am I right about it? You don't survive Satan because you smart. You don't survive Satan because you are intelligent. You, if you're going to survive him, and if you're going to be able to resist him, it has to be by faith. Am I right about it? First Peter 5 and verse number 9. You see, you're not the first. Peter wants you to understand. You're not the first that's going to be tempted. You're not the first that's going to be tested. You're not the first that's going to be tried. Peter declares, just like our brother of a brother in the world, we too 
will be able to resist the devil and you gotta do it only by faith. Well, I gotta run over here. Not only do we resist the devil by faith, but Christ dwells in our hearts by faith. Am I right about it? Ephesians chapter 3. Y'all act like that's not in the Bible. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 17. Paul declares that we must be rooted and we are grounded in love by faith. Am I right about it? The reason why some of us got problems loving folk because we ain't got the right faith. Did you hear what I said? The reason why some of us got problems forgiving folk is because we're not living by faith. The reason why we can't get along with folk because we're not living by faith. Paul Peter declares, Paul declares, excuse me, that those of us who are living by faith don't have a love problem. See, we don't love just because folk love us. We love in spite of what folk do. I wish I had some help. All Paul is trying to get you to understand if you want to be able to bless folk when they cuss you out, you got to have the faith. If you want to be able to hug folk when they hurt you, you got to have faith. If you want to be able to give to folk when all they do is take, you can't do it without faith. You got to have faith. Faith. We must be rooted and grounded in faith. Colossians 1, 23. Faith, watch this now, is the hope of the gospel. I said faith is the hope of the gospel. But then, beloved, we must continue in faith. Acts chapter 14, verse 22, Colossians 1. In verse number 23, I said we have to continue in faith. What do you think it is that keeps the child of God to come into Sunday school every Sunday? No matter what the weather is, it's by faith. Am I right about it? What do you think it is that caused the faithful child of God to lift their voices and worship him even when mama's going to die in bed? It's not because they are supernatural, but it's because of their faith. What do you think it is that caused folk to still come to church even when they're having storm and marital problems? It's only by Paul and Paul said we gotta continue in the faith. Am I right about it? What do you think it is that calls a parent to get up on Sunday morning after they bury their child on Saturday night, come into the house of God and worship him? It's only by faith. What do you think it is that calls a child of God to put God first and give like he ought to in the collection, even though bills are due? It's all by faith. And they do it because they know he who gave them a house, if they can't keep it, he'll give them an apartment. They know the one who gave them the Cadillac. If they can't keep it, he'll give them a Ford. I wish I had some help in here. You gotta learn that if you don't continue in this Christian walk, it's gonna only be empowered by your faith. It's by your faith. You want to see people who are not faithful to God? It's all because they don't have a faith. The faith. You want to see a person who don't give to God every Sunday as they possible? That's somebody who's not living by faith. It's 
no ends and buts about it. You can dress up like a Christian. You can have all the, 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 the shenanigan talk. You can speak like one, be polished like one. But if you ain't living by faith, you ain't got no faith. Preach my house. My brothers and sisters, faith always look beyond what it can see and it sees what it cannot see. And the only way you can do that is by the faith of God. Faith looks beyond the visible and it sees the invisible. Faith sees tomorrow's sunshine. Although it's in a torrentious storm on today, faith says, I'm going to live through this storm because I know there's sunshine on the other side. Oh, help me, Jesus. Faith gives you forward power. Am I talking to anybody in here? I say faith gives you forward power. You want to see somebody without faith, somebody who's always living in the past. True faith does not go back. True faith does not turn back. And true faith don't look back to go back, but true faith look back to give encouragement to how far I've come. And I've discovered some of us don't want to take a look back because we ain't got to look too far. You don't want the reality that you ain't gone far enough yet. My God, my God. It just keeps on holding on to God's unchanging hand. That's what faith does. Help me, Jesus. Faith for our fears, church. Faith for our fears. God gives us a mighty faith. I say God gives us, church, through his word, a mighty faith for our fears, for our feebleness, for our fumbles, our flaws, and for our failures. Well, I wish I was talking to the right folk in here. Every child of God must have faith. I'm almost done for the day. Every child of God must have faith, Sister Claire. No matter your years, no matter your position in life, no matter your title, every child of God, Jalen, must live by faith. Preachers must live by faith. Brother Johnson, we must trust God to take care of us even when we don't have a secular job. Sad today that most preachers that say they have a desire to preach that says they've been called by God. It's sad today, Brother Tony, that many of them will tell you when we go to preacher conferences that I ain't gonna be depending on no Negroes. I ain't gonna I'm gonna have another job because I'm not gonna trust the church. To take care of me. Well, I remember the day when Dr. Robert Matthew Woods called me to the side. It was after I had started my restaurant business. And the word got back from Harvey all the way to the west side of Chicago that that old boy was doing pretty good. Jay Brother Woods called me to the side and he said, Son, I hear. You're doing a good job with your restaurant. I smiled and said, yes, sir. I got folk coming from Indiana 
to buy my chicken wings. I got folk across the street that work at Popeyes that come to buy my chicken wings. He said, well, son, I want to tell you one thing. Don't you cook your way out of the pulpit. Some of y'all will get that tomorrow. He said, don't you cook your way out of the pulpit. Son, God has called you by faith. You answered by faith. And now you got to work by faith. I stand here flat-footed to tell you. That's why I don't work for church folk. I don't work for leaders. I've been called by God to preach for God. I've been called by faith to work by faith. And you don't determine my faith ability, my reading of the word, my getting of the word. I said faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Preachers, Brother Johnson, have to trust in God and live by faith. Oh, help me, Jesus. I'm almost done. But not only that, church leaders must live by faith. Even when you're working hard to lead people who don't want to follow. Even when you're working hard to shepherd people who don't want to be shepherd. Even when they are supposed to be sheep, but they act like goats. Church leaders, the only way you're going to have sustaining power, Jay, you got to have an unshakable faith. I'm closing church, but not only does preachers and leaders must live by faith, but can I remind you that church members must live by faith. Jeremiah 10.23 says, Oh Lord, we know it's not in man that walketh to direct his own steps in spite of peer pressure. I'm talking to you, CB. You got to live by faith. In spite of social ostracization, you got to live by faith. In, in spite of economical setbacks, you know it? You got to live by faith. You got to still hold on to God's unchanging hand. You got to still trust God. You got to still trust God and give to God as you prosper. 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 Will you move by faith? Your bills don't come before God. Your children don't come before God. Your desires don't come before God. Your house don't come before God. Your education don't come before God. Your friends don't come before God. Your mama don't come before God. Your career don't come before God. God said that if you seek me first, I'll give you everything you need. You looking for a house when you really need a home. You're trying to get some sleep, but you really need some rest. You looking for a partner, but I'm trying to give you a holy wife. You got the trap. You gotta trust him even when you can't see him. When you think you're all alone, when you're wet, you're at night with tears. 
some sleepless nights. You may shed some tears. But I come to tell you, I come to tell you by my own testimony that he is able and he is faithful. Ask some of the folks sitting here today, they thought they had seen that darkest night. Marriage begin to unravel. But yet they now live in peace with God. Ask somebody in here today who had a wandering child, didn't know if he was going to live or if they were going to be killed in the streets. But today he's serving in the Lord. Ask somebody today who had a daughter who was living like a street woman, but they prayed and they were faithful, and now she's serving in the church. Ask somebody who had a baby laying on an operating table, and they didn't worry because they prayed by faith. Ask somebody who was about to lose their house, and they even lost their house, but they're living well today because they prayed by faith. Ask somebody who was laying on their sick bed yesterday, but God raised them up, and they're looking healthier than a younger person because they prayed. They prayed. They prayed by faith. I want this church to be a prayer walking church, a prayer praying church, a prayer singing church, a prayer giving church. And I'm not just talking about money. If you learn to give God your heart, he'll get everything you got. Turn to somebody and tell him he'll get it. One way or the other. Now that ain't no lie. He'll get it. See, he, see, we, see, see, listen. Me and Brother Johnson ain't going to lay up at night worrying whether y'all going to do right or not. <laughs> I wish you would think you so smart and think you all of that to think you determine whether or not I'm doing my job. Good God Almighty. Listen to me. Listen to me. It has been recorded that if you don't do what God says, you are punished. Bishop just said it again this morning in Sunday school. It never changes. From beginning to end, you do what God says, he blesses you. From the garden to revelation. You disobey. He punishes you. That never has changed. Before the second covenant, before the first covenant, and even during the time of the patriarch fathers. And beyond that, God always speaks. Expect for his children to hear and obey. And if they obey, they're blessed. And if they're not, if they don't obey, they're not blessed. Now, it looks like this. When, uh, when you think because you're being nice, you think because you got a promotion on your job, and they're rewarding you, and guess what? You know why they reward you on your job? Now, I ain't talking about no favors. That's the exception to the rule. I'm talking about by merit. 
You know why they reward you? Because you break your neck and your collarbone to impress them in your performance. So you even look for a reward. But then when it comes to your spiritual performance, you want to do what you want to do, how you want to do it, and when you want to do it, and then want to come to God as if you follow the process and then ask him for all the things you want. You too intelligent to do that to your job. You're not going to do that. You're not going to miss work. You're not going to not meet the standard and then go in the office and fuss and fight about your raise or promotion. You're too smart to do that. Well, why do you do it with God? Why do you do it with God? I'm done, y'all. Closing my book. Why do you do it with God? That doesn't make sense. It's an it's a easy process. Matthew 6.33, if you seek me first. Here's what he said, and Jesus is speaking now. He, he didn't even leave this to one of the apostles to say it. He said it. That if you seek me and my kingdom first, I will give you everything. Now here's what it's going to look like if you try to do it your way. You're going to work plenty of hours. You're going to even ask for overtime. He's going to let you get the money. And when you get done, you're not going to be satisfied. There's still going to be something in you want something else. Let me show you how it looks. He'll let you get that car. Only to let you get in an accident where you make it out with only your life. That's what it looks like. Disobedient faith. He'll let you store up in your barns, Brother Johnson. He'll let you store up, Brother Elliot. Money in the bank, yeah, yeah. IRA account, Roth account, 401k, 407, whatever it is. They got all carrying out here now. He'll let you get all of that, Jay. Then he'll put you on a sick bed. Then he'll allow you to think things like this. Lord, I'm dying. I saved up, laid up all this stuff. Is my wife going to remarry? And another man going to enjoy my money? If she look good and young enough, she is. And let me tell you something. She ain't got to be young. She just got to look good. Don't stand up, mama. Don't stand up. Don't stand up. <laughs> That's what they'll do. I'm just, look, I'm being real with y'all. That's what it looks like. God, he, listen, the Bible says, Brother Johnson, back me up on this. Brother Elliot, back me up. The Bible says, Brother Spence, that God will get the last laugh, last laugh. He says, when you keep rebelling against me, when calamities come upon you, God said, look, 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 who's, look who's talking. God said, I'll laugh at you. That's the God that we serve. He's just not a God of joy. He's just not a God of happiness. He's just not a God of blessings. But he's a God of punishment when you disobey him. And don't y'all go looking at your clock because y'all get me up here late. 
So don't be looking at your clock. I ain't preached that long. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. You already know what this time is for. It's for salvation and prayer. Those of you who have been washed in the blood of the Lamb, who have not confessed Christ as the sweetest name on my tongue, have not confessed him as the Son of God, Matthew 10, 32, 33 says you got to come. You have to confess him before man. He said, if you don't, he says, then I'm not going to confess you before my Father which is in heaven. You must be baptized for the remission of your sins. Romans 6 and verse 4, Galatians 3, 27, Mark 16, 16 15 and 16, Acts chapter 2, 38, 1 Peter 3, 21, St. John 3 and 3. You must be born again of the water and of the spirit. Then you must live faithful unto death, Revelations 2 and 10. And if you live faithful unto death, as I told you last week, death will be no problem for you. It will be a promotion. It's when you receive your mansion, your robe, and your crown. If you need prayer, now is the time to come and let us pray with you. James 5, 16, the prayers of the righteous availeth much.